My name is Eleni Summershields. I'm the Chief Operating Officer here at Wise Agent, and I am joined here by our good friend and integrated partner, Sam um, Morbad with um, RoomView. And so, Sam, welcome. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to be here with the Wise Agent community. Um, Wise Agent has always been the number one CRM for me. So oh, um, since, our, since our initial talks with Brandon, um, um, uh, like two years ago, it's been always exciting for us to to collaborate with uh, Wise Agent. Um, I think um, something that's very similar in the nature of what we do is we are both high value affordable solutions. So uh, because there are a lot of value for a good price that 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 actually um, is that delivering a lot of value uh, in wise agents, same, same with RoomView. So yeah. Um, yeah. we take pride in what we do. It's creating the content for social media and uh, we try to do it as affordable as we can. So yeah. agents continue to do it. I think that's the, that's one of, that will be one of our talks today. I think about yes. consistency of whatever you're doing, right? Yeah, it is. And I mean, and so this is, I mean, you're a prime example of, you know, we do, we have a lot of integrated partners within Wise Agent, and this is the, like, what what I talk about on this webinar series, um, this podcast, we actually do it in real life, and so, you know, like, we, you know, build relationships with the people that you, um, you know, that you, you, that you're doing business with. It's not just about, oh, let's do an integration, bye, and never see you again. I like knowing everybody and um, and getting to know our integrated partners and their teams. So I love that we've finally got a chance, Sam, to have you on the podcast here. And while everyone is, is getting in and jumping in, if you guys wouldn't mind, and good morning, everyone here, um, posting in the chat, what city, state, your brokerage, and how many years you've been in the business? I love seeing that. And then pardon my voice, I am I feel like I'm talking really softly today. Um, I have just this scratchy voice. It's, you gotta love having teenagers in the house um, and come home with all sorts of things. And so, um, so anyway, so we're gonna be talking today about hyper-local social content strategies. And I know, you know, we've been, we've talked about um, doing hyper-local things in marketing and, and, you know, we've talked about those separately but I love that we're going to be talking about this together. It's going to be about, you know, really exploring how you can take your the local area, your local market, and um, and then putting social strategies behind that and getting yourself as a, um, you know, out there as a as a real estate professional and getting getting some business from you. So I love seeing all these people, South Carolina. That's awesome. Oh, we got Nick. Hey Nick. Yeah, Nick. Nick is out there. Hey Nick. Um, Colorado Springs. I thought I saw someone from Fountain Hills. I'm like, yay, Fountain Hills is here. So um Chris, I think it was Krista. I don't, I don't, Christina, Christina Perkins. I don't know you. Um, but you're here in my town. So I always love seeing that. And then my other town, Chicago, and um and Nick and all my friends there in Chicago. Welcome everyone. So so you know, Sam, I'd love for you to explain to us what does um hyper-local social content strategies, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? <clears throat> okay, so let me take you through a story. Um, so I was selling 100 mil a year using social media. Uh, and this is back in 2012. Um, uh, back then, you could just simply share a content and get leads from your social media. These are the days where realtors would actually post just sold and just listed, and they would get business drive it, uh, business driving from that. So um, I started as that. My first leads were generated through you wouldn't guess the social network. It was LinkedIn. Um, so I was posting stuff on LinkedIn and all of a sudden I was seeing a lot of traction from LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is one of those networks where you see a lot of ghost people just viewing your posts, but they don't really interact with your posts. It's been like, always like that. But the cool thing is um, I started generating a lot of um, leads from it. And tell us your market. Uh, we are in Vancouver, so Vancouver, okay. Canada. Um, so and hundred mil is not a lot of homes here. It's like fifty homes. So, but yeah, uh, I know it sounds very big, but it's uh, uh, it's not a lot of homes. Um, and the commissions are a little bit lower than the rest of the country. But anyway, these are these are the disclaimers with the hundred mil. But uh, but the whole point is, um, I did it just using social media. Um. So we had one problem in this market, and that problem has been kind of persistent across the country, both in the U.S. and Canada. We always had low inventory. 
So when you have low inventory, you market a listing, what happens next? Well, you can't market it anymore. Next week, it's sold. How many times are you going to post that sold thing? Like 10 times? No. So I had to come up with other forms of content. Other forms of content was this this thing is happening in my community. This thing just passed. And uh, like this is the recent tax bill. This is this is a new housing strategy. Anything that was basically getting posted as a news in my community. And that's that's what, what I really banked on. And that's what I really went big on. And that's what Roomview does. Like we basically read everything that comes in your community, create content and post from it. Uh, but the whole thing is, as the years went by, we've learned new things. Um, so if you ask me now, what is a successful content strategy? I will tell you that one, you have to be omnipresent. You have to be across multiple channels. You can't just decide that, okay, Facebook worked, with me, worked for me five years ago. I'm going to continue just posting on Facebook. No, you have different audiences in different places. Um, the second thing is, you, re you really need to think of social media like a CRM. And I will tell you why. So I meet you at a party. I add you to my Instagram. I'm automatically putting you somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because, well, I meet you at a party. I'm not going to ask for your email, but right. I can ask you to, can I follow you? Um, yeah. And I think that's how you get it started. So now that I've, that I've added you, now that I've connected with you, it's time to pump content and remind you that I'm a real estate agent, that I'm in the business of helping you sell your home. Yeah. Or buy and, I, and I love what you said. So in, in connecting it, so because that that does happen to me. I mean, even like at business and I do, if you guys have traveled the circuit with me, you know, I do like a good party. And so, um, but and so that does happen quite a bit in our industry where you go out and you're networking and you're meeting people and no matter what it is, you're going to, you're going to come in contact with people and they're going to say, Hey, let me send you a friend request on social. Let me, you know, they'll friend request me on Facebook or the, I'll follow somebody on, on Instagram or whatever it is, or LinkedIn. But then it do, I do take it to that next level. I personally do it. Whereas then I add them to my to my wise agent account, because then if that's they're awesome. only just on social, then that's the only place that I can, you know, reach to them. But then it's about, then I make that connection and like, Hey, I don't have your email address. What's your email? Cause I'd like to send you, or can I send you a text? What's your, you know, this is my number. What's yours. I think, I think there are three levels to that. And I love that. Mm -hmm. So the first one is, let me get a business card to you. Yeah. Don't do that. It's just lame. No one uses it. They're just going to throw it out. I mean, even I, as a vendor, I go to events. I get a business card. We call them once. They never respond. They just throw it out, right? Uh, so <clears throat> don't do that. The, the, like one layer above that is, hey, save my contact. Okay, they've saved your contact. But how do you stay on top of their mind? Because now you're in the phone, okay, they're not going to go through the contacts every day and be like, ah, oh, Eleni, I saw her at the party. Let me just contact her. No. So that's like one layer above, but it's not as good. The next layer is adding them on social media. The best layer is getting their email and actually adding it to your mail campaigns, email campaigns, anything else out there. But I think there are tiers to that. But mm -hmm. the best thing is always just start with connecting with them and i think the connection should be genuine after the conversation you're like okay well this was great like let me connect with you and i think in a way you're always just trying to stay on top of their mind right and that's the game so whatever contact method you can get ultimately you want their email address even with social media you're hunting to get them to opt in to a lead capture form so then you can get their email and you can start yeah. pumping content to them. So remember, like this is your sphere of influence. The people that know you and trust you. And I think um, it's um, it's it's super important. So we have a question from Estella that's yeah. like, do people get upset if you start emailing them? I think it really depends on the content, right? Right, Alani? Well, and it depends on the person and the relationship that you have. I always, so what I typically do I'm going to agree with you on one thing. Like when you get a business card, this is what I do. And sometimes like, 
you know, like we do, um, and again, like if we're at an expo and we're getting, we're collecting business cards, cause that does happen or, um, and, and well, I'll, I'll just finish that for your collecting business cards. If you, if it's a onesie twosie, that's what I call it when you just get maybe a handful of them, right. And you just type them in manually and you know, I hate doing manual stuff. Um, the, the other thing is you can get a, a business card reader. If you're, if you're collecting hundreds, you get a business card reader. Those go out into, you know, the you scan the business card. It goes into a CSV file. And then you take that CSV file and you import it into your, um, into your CRM, into the wise agent. And, and so when you're doing it that way, what I like, especially if it's a onesie twosie or even in the import, because then you can put the source in there. Like, oh, I met them at, you know, I met them at um, Inman Connect in New York, right? And I I don't even have to put a date because the import, once I do an import, it automatically adds the date for me. So I know if it's done in January. I know I met them in New York in January. I don't even put, honestly, New York. I don't put the city name because sometimes it doesn't matter because I, I could tell by the date where the event was. So I try not to be too specific. But then from there, then you go through the list of people. So if you're like, and let me relate it now to um, an open house. So if you have an open house and you're collecting the business cards, and most of those business cards aren't going to be like, if I go to a business card to, or into an open house to look at a home to purchase, I'm not going to put my business card in there. That's what other agents do to let the, the listing agent know that they came through, right? They'll, they put their business card. You should still take those business cards of those realtors to put them in your CRM to then talk to them and have like, hey, so you brought somebody into the house, what happened, what they think, so on and so forth. And now you're amassing a list of emails because once you have the emails and what's so important about the emails is you can use that as an audience, right? To create an audience in, in Facebook and um, meta, right? I think I think that's 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 a that's a great way of putting it. Like just just having context around how you got them, and um, I think another thing is, what are you sending to who? I think if you're remembering their birthday and you're 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 greeting them on their birthday or you're congratulating on their birthday, that's awesome. No one's gonna hate that. Yeah. But if you're sending them open house next week in a two hour um, away location from them, they'll be like, ah, oh, Sam is spamming me. I should unsubscribe. So I think it's all about the content. Like if you're sending news articles, if you're sending something that's useful to the community, it could be like tax paying deadline. I don't know, like property tax deadline. It could be interest rates are staying or like what, what is the forecast this year? Right. Things like that people would want to read. Things like I'm a great realtor, buy from me and I have an open house. I'm doing my job. Those things would lead to unsubscribing another thing is i think and and, and eleni can talk to this more uh, you always want if you're doing an email or campaign you always want to do it um um kind of um uh on a slow steady way like yeah. don't just import like a million people yes <laughs> yes don't do that because i mean that's gonna be I always, t I, you know, I'm, I'm very big on knowing your numbers. And one of the numbers that you should know is like, if you send out an email, um, how many, how many people can you respond to in a day with your email? Like if you're, if you send out 10,000 emails in one day and you get a response rate of 10%, are you able to handle that? Cause then if you can't, and then it takes you a week to get back to people, like that's a terrible experience and nobody wants that. So you should know those types of numbers. Like what's your email response? So, and what can you hand, what's your threshold? Like, depending on how big your team is, then I would say, yeah, pump the brakes on the emails. Don't, don't send out that many in one, at one time. I think sending too many at once also, uh, if you're a cold address, if you haven't started sending emails, mm -hmm. that also triggers a lot of spam rates, right? Like, yeah, so yeah that's going end up in junk. Yeah. I mean, if I had a penny for every time I work with a realtor, they emailed me, it goes to my spam. It's not because they've been personally bad. It's just like they've they've used these services that like mass email, like 500k at a time. And yeah. I think that's that's why. That's yeah. Why yeah. Is slow. Yeah. You definitely want to you want to be able to control that rate of sending. Um <clears throat> 
because it's not just, you know, I think it's, it's nice to be able to, to send a nice, you know, an, a, a message out to the appropriate person. So then you can respond back at, like at a, at, at a reasonable time period right after they send you a message back. So then you keep, keep that communication going and don't burn the bridge. Sounds awesome. So now let's go back to the social media strategy and what you do. So here's the thing. I want you to think of social media as a specific meal that you're serving to an audience. Okay. This meal has to have your own sauce, your own appetizer, your own dessert. Like if you don't make it yours, it would be generic. It would be hard to connect with you. So uh, think of it as this. Uh, whoever you use, or if you're doing it yourself, you should be posting market updates, what's happening in, in your local community. Don't send nationwide community updates. That's not good. You're in Texas, like the average home price is like, I don't know, 300K. Or you're in LA, the average home price is like a million point five. Why are you sending national stats? Just don't do that. Like try to get hyper local with that. The second thing is you need to do a series of things on social media to get value out of it. I'm going to show you a few slides that I always use. Um, and, and the whole point is to remind you these are the best practices for social media to get value out of it. Um, so the first thing that I always go with is the, is the reciprocity rule on social media. Like you need to engage on social media. You need to you need to like my content, comment on my content, okay. and do this in a consistent way. If you don't do that, then why would I engage with your content? Simple, right? So like all you want to do is you want to make sure that you are making me comment back, making me follow back, making me like back your content. Because guess what? When I comment and when I like your content, your content shows up first on my feed the next time you post content. So it's all about making sure that you're engaging with your audience. Okay. And so when you say engaging, not just saying like, hey, that's nice or um, no, cool, go go right? deeper. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. You want to say something a little bit more deeper, yeah, a little bit more than that. Like, I mean, the ultimate way is you remember that event and you even call them and say, well, this was awesome or text them or send them a DM. Like that's mm -hmm. the ultimate way of doing it. Like right. you see, um, like, I don't know, I'm just going to give an example. You see Elena's daughter going to college. You just don't say nice. Well, you, you, you can DM her and say, this is awesome. Like, what is what is she studying and all that jazz, right? Just right. go a little bit deeper. And I think you get a lot of engagement out of that. People remember when you actually. Yeah. And they will be ob obligated to comment back. They will be not obligated, but like they feel like they should do that. It's a reciprocity rule, right? So you want to always tap into that. And it's always, always valuable. So don't just pump content be a user of that platform that's that's a simple explanation of this rule mm -hmm. um if you're just pumping content like look at me i'm amazing oh, okay people after a while people disengage right right i mean the best influencers out there they comment on the most trending posts like go look i mean jay-z comments on stuff that comes out like are you uh, yeah do you have more followers than him no i don't think so so you, you gotta you gotta start doing that too uh, I think that's the, that's the thing. So <clears throat> that's the first rule. The second rule, which is super important. This is the same user, same agent. And look into um, the like counts. The first one is basically a broker open, something related to, 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 to her business. You get about 46 likes. And that's nice, right? 46 likes. That's great. But the next post it's herself with a friend, with a puppy. Like, I mean, she's tapping into all these things that, that actually bring you likes. <laughs> but the whole point is, all of a sudden, 240 people are liking that post, meaning her business posts next time will be shown to them more. All right? Mm -hmm. So the whole point is, you want to make sure you're mixing personal and business content. I think that's the biggest thing that you want to make basically make sure you're doing. Don't just post personal. Don't just post business. You got to mix it up. Yeah. 
Can we go back to the slide before this for one quick second? Because I think sure. um, I, I want to point out, because I think this was an important aspect of it, is that um, you see right here, spend 15 minutes a day interacting with people, other people's content. So, and this goes to that reciprocity um, type of rule on social where you're not, you know, you're not just posting about yourself, your business, but then I, you know, you're, you're giving that as well. So you're able to, and I know a ton of people that do this and are highly successful on social because they take that 15, 20 minutes, you know, whatever it is, they carve out time um, in their data. Actually, that's part of their business plan. That's part of their daily activities for work, right? Yeah. It's not, you're just not watching like, you know, the cat videos or whatever, or Jay-Z, you're actually <laughs> doing, unless Jay-Z is like, I don't know, that's part of your business. Um, that's fine. But it's, you know, you're just, you're, you're doing something in order to engage with others. So I wanted to point that out because I thought that was, I think that's awesome. So like having that 15 minutes as part of your business strategy, like if you're spending time on social, sure, do it, but do it in a meaningful way that right. brings you business rather than just going to roles and just watching cat videos and, and yeah. so on. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so don't forget personal. That's, I think, super big. The yeah. next thing is, I see this all the time. This slide is a little bit older. It doesn't have TikTok and uh, Twitter as rebranded to X. But <clears throat> think about this. If I had a penny for every time realtors tell me, oh, I'm just on Facebook. Oh, I'm just on TikTok. You can't do that. You got to be everywhere. You got to have social media omnipresence and omnipresence goes to your crm and email campaigns as well omnipresence goes to text campaigns as well it's all about omnipresence you gotta be everywhere like if you have to run ads if you have to do uh i don't know uh bus benches and things like that to be in that community you have to do that but on social you have to be everywhere. You can't just think that, okay, all my audience is on Facebook because you'll be wrong. Like go to Twitter, you would see all your audience also being there. Like at least 40% of your audience being there as well. Your friends, the people that you work with, your past clients. Yeah. Um, and I think, I and I don't know. I, I think that like, cause I'm not a, I'm not a TikToker. I'm not a Snapchatter. I'm not even a What's it called now? It's not called Twitter. Are you, I don't even know what it's called. X. Yeah. And X. Are you an Xer? I don't even know. I'm not that either. Um. I don't. I don't do really that. I do. I don't really do much on social media, but like Facebook, Instagram, and Instagram. I don't. I like that because I like watching you know different things. But I think it's it's okay to like you know a few of them and not all of them. I don't think it's. Um. I don't. You know, if you can't do, because it is an overwhelming number of things to do, like Facebook, X, and what is it called? I don't, Xennials? Okay, Xennials, um, <laughs> according to Nick. Um, so you're doing the Twitter, you're doing Instagram, you're doing LinkedIn, you're doing Snapchat, you're doing um, TikTok, and then email, and then texting. I mean, that's a lot to handle for a lot of people, I think. I would, I, I think, and I, and I, I don't know. And I know that you're saying, you know, maybe it's, um, you know, it's, it's your opinion to say be everywhere. I think it's be everywhere where you could be consistent though. Yeah. Don't you think Sam, I mean, that it could be, you I know, mean, there are a lot of platforms like ours that can actually make sure you're always posting everywhere. Um, so do it like that or use like social media management tools like buffer and Hootsuite and things like yeah. that to actually pump the content across the way. But what I mean is people will search you on TikTok at one point. People will search you on LinkedIn. And if you're not there, trust me, they would just uh, like they would, be, they would be questioning your marketing strategy, especially if you're a seller and you can't find me on Instagram. I'm like, mm, is this the right agent? Um, so yeah. I think that's that's the that's the thing. Uh, another thing that I want to show you is, uh, can you guys see my LinkedIn? I always bring this, and and yeah. probably Nick has seen this a million times. But I want to say this: look at this post. I just made this like post a while ago. This is my typical post on LinkedIn. It has like zero, not zero, but like very little engagement. Like if I actually pop, um, uh, blow this up, you will actually see that. It's only like 80 likes and you're like, Sam is a sad person. Who cares? Why are you even posting on social? But I'm not counting the likes. I'm looking at this impressions. 
This is the most important thing to me. How many people, and imagine for, for me, LinkedIn, like I'm in uh, real estate tech. So if I have 5,000 people in real estate tech seeing my post, are you kidding me? I have to pay like five grand for this post if I had to actually sponsor it. And I'm getting this for free, right? I am actually getting this view on for free. And you would see that on your LinkedIn. LinkedIn has a huge, huge um, engagement rate. And I think we're always guilty of counting the likes and not counting the views. You're only marketing for the views. You want to see who is actually seeing your post and how many views you're reaching. I think if you wanted to make this simple, you're shooting for 5,000 organic views across all social media per week. If you achieve that, you will be printing money from social media. And I think that's the rule. Like try to achieve 5,000 views per week across all your social media. And I think it will be easy. Like you get 200 of that from this LinkedIn post, uh, uh, another one from the next post, um, like 800 from Instagram. It's going to be easy. Like you'll be, you'll be surprised by how soon you can actually achieve that 5,000. And so Sam, you have a question here. Um, because I believe that you see the impressions if you're using LinkedIn Premium. Is that correct? Um, no, you see it no. on all your posts. Okay. I think. Well, on all your posts. Okay. Do you um do you see value in LinkedIn Premium? Is what the question. Um, I have seen value because it's a badge. Like you're collecting a badge. It's the same with Instagram Verified. Mm. It's a it's it's like you know what you're doing and you're just collecting <laughs> badges for your personal profile. So when people see it. They would, they would actually be like, oh, this person knows what they're doing. Like they're actually verified. They've, they've taken the time. They're paying a little bit extra to be on top of mind. And I think that's, that's, that's what I get from it. I don't think you get extra um, um, impressions from LinkedIn Premium or Instagram verified, but it's an extra batch. And I think it's where your audience is. But Nick, you are a verified uh, uh, Instagrammer, right? I think so. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I think you got to be verified somewhere. That's the that's the goal. Uh, just just make sure your primary platform. You're really maximizing on that. I don't know what your pl primary platform is. It could be Facebook for someone. It could be Instagram for someone else. But remember, I think <clears throat> audience will change. So what TikTok is now. Um it could be the next Instagram in the next five years, right? So it's the same with Facebook. Facebook lost active members last quarter, but Instagram gained active users. So think of that, like audience. So like, I think Katie Lance has a famous saying that social media is a rented ground. Just be sure that you're across multiple of them. So if your audience goes away from that network, you're in the next network. And I think... That's the biggest thing to to focus on. Yeah. So once I mean, you know, we're we're talking a lot about the platforms. What you know, part of the the hyper local um, portion of this is like, what is the content? What is that content that they're going to be posting on social media? And I know that you'd give an example of like, oh, if you're in Texas, and Texas is, I think it's our largest state in the country, right? Which that's a huge state where, um, you know, like if you're going to say. Um, and one of my closest friends, where I think Jen is on the webinar today. So, hey, JLo. Um, so, you know, she's in College Station where, um, you know, that's really specific and there's a specific market and there's, you know, they've got Texas A&M and all the things. And it's a really cute little town. If you've never been, I always suggest going. Um, and so, you know, where you can do things where you're posting on these platforms, but you're posting really um, that hyper local. So, can you explain what that hyper local would be? Oh yeah, I can show you Nick's platform, like for a sec, like just, just, just to show on that and 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 basically talk on that. But we don't want to spend too much talking about what Roomview is. We want to go into more strategies and things like that. So, mm -hmm. uh, like since we have Nick here, um, um, this is a content that we posted for Nick. The whole point is to just make sure you are posting something about your community. So this is a Chicago content branded to Nick that was posted for him about two hours ago, probably while he was getting ready to join this webinar. 
<laughs> and it already has engagement. It already has a person liking it. I'm going to like that. So I see more of his content. Um, these are all us. Um, you get this uh, leads from here and it will come directly to your wise agent account. So that's, that's part of our integration. That's the phase one integration of wise agent. Yes. And, uh, and basically room view. So all of these uh, that you see here, they were actually created by us. But the whole point is you want to make sure you're talking about Chicago if you're in Chicago. If you're talking about Texas, if you're in Texas, like you're talking about Houston, Texas, if you're in Houston, Texas. So the whole point is you want to be across multiple platforms with uh, the right content. So this is another content that we made for Nick, that the same content, the same topic. It would be a story on your Instagram. It would be a um, a post on your other platforms and you click on this, it basically gets you to a landing page and that landing page captures leads and it goes to your wise agent account. So, but remember one thing, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like you want to do personal and non-personal content. So these stuff are we made this stuff, Nick posted. And I think that is the, the, the recipe for success on social media. You can't just think that, Oh, they're gonna do everything for me. No, no is no one can actually do that. But we can complement whatever you are doing, right? And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, so this is another content like on your listing. Um, all these things is is and and you want to post like Illinois content as well, right? So that's the that's the idea about posting hyper local content. You have to do stories. You have to do reels. We, we do all of that. And we do across all social media platforms. The whole point is you want to make sure you are across multiple channels first. And you're doing it daily. Because everyone tells you be on social media. But no one actually gives you the content. We do that. So that's the, that's the, that's the thing there. So moving on. These are the typical things we see agents do. On social media and this is why the social media never gets the results so you want to make sure you at least do the basics on each of your social media i mean there are companies out there that would charge you like thousands of dollars to do this for you but trust me this is free you can do it yourself i mean even our support team has done this like many times with people the whole point is just go through this checklist please do that now as you're in this webinar because these are the typical mistakes we keep seeing. You have an Instagram account. I'm like, can I find you on Instagram? And people are like, yes. I'm like, okay, what is your hashtag? What is your tag? What is, how do I find you? A million things come up when I actually search for your name. And you're not one of them. Hmm. So make sure you're easy to find on social media. This is the number one rule on social hmm. If you have, I don't know, Sam231 underscore 2005, like I can't find you like that. Like just just pick a right like um um username, right? First one. Something that's meaningful, right? Something that's meaningful, right? Yeah. The second thing is tell me what is your last name. Tell me where are you? All these things. Like if I can't find out where you are, are you in Chicago or are you in Houston? Mm-hmm. So if I don't see that, how would I actually give you my business? You're posting a lot of great content on social media, but where are you? Yeah. Right. The next thing is your CTA and your call to action, your website. If you don't have that, how would I actually find out how to contact you? Another thing is I've seen many agents putting their office number on their social media. Really, do you want your buyers to call your office and then they would dispatch that lead to either no one or another agent? You don't want to do that, right? You want to put yourself. Don't be scared. People will call you for questions. It's okay. Like I haven't had people calling me from social media and they will be like asking bad things. It's a lot better than people that will call from your listings because your listings, you would get that person that they don't know what they're doing and so on. But for your social media, they've already seen your content. They're a warm lead. Yeah. And this is somewhere where you can put in your, you know, wise text number where they can text you and just say like, hey, text this number. 
Oh, that'll be perfect. Just for the texting platform. So then it doesn't give your actual phone number. So you feel a little bit like there's some privacy there. Um, and then that's all texting. And you can set up, um, you know, where you you would, you know, be able to, um, you know, you could then block them if if it gets to be, you know, crazy out of control. But yeah, yeah. I think that's 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 the greatest strategy. But mm -hmm. make sure if something comes to you, like don't be scared of putting your phone number there, your wise text um, yeah. uh, number there. So people can actually text you and they can start communicating with you. If you yeah. don't have that, then it's going to be hard, right? It's going to be super hard to, to communicate with people. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to show you something else. And this is this is my typical slide. I think Eleni can talk to this a lot more. I think here is what I really emphasize on. I think we want to talk about this a little bit more. There's a huge difference between a cold lead and a warm lead. Okay. So a cold lead is a person that doesn't know you. They just met you. All right. Um, in most cases, they haven't even met you. There is someone that has not basically opted in for anything from you. So you want to make sure that cold lead is starting to trust you slowly, slowly. Okay. They don't want to be contacted. They're not likely to make a purchase. And I think we had this question earlier on as to how do I know if I can start contacting people? So the difference is that that warm lead already knows who you are. They have expressed interest in you and they're way more likely to make a purchase. So how do we go from this? I think this is what we're really focusing on. So <clears throat> you have multiple stages of this. The first one is, that lead is totally unaware of you and who you are. Okay, we get this all the time. That lead doesn't know who you are. That lead is completely unaware of you and you start reaching out to them in a cold way. And that's okay. Just, just make sure you have the right messaging here if you're doing that, right? So if that lead is cold, you have to have a right CTA. You have to have the right messaging to get them warmed up to go to the next stage, which is the awareness stage, right? The awareness stage is, is the next stage. Like they just met you, they know you, and they start to trust you slowly, slowly. This is this is when you get them on your social media. This is when you start popping content across your CRM. This is uh, email marketing. All those things become the awareness stage. So a lot of people in your funnel will be sitting right here on the awareness stage, okay? And that's super important to basically make sure you are not missing that. The next one is evaluation phase. This is when they're like really warm. You have actually had to have a conversation with them about their um, the real estate needs. So it could be you have actually met them for a CMA. You have actually talked to them about the buying process or how the mortgage is done, all those things, right? And you want to make sure that you are banking on that evaluation phase and then you can actually take them to the hot phase, which is the decision time. And they would actually use you and they would, they, would, uh, they would go through that. So typically, and this is the most important thing that I want to talk to you about today. Typically, out of every 100 people that comes from this stage, only half a percent to a percent actually reach the decision time. So it's a numbers game. You need to remember this. If you're generating leads from any platform, don't just generate one or two and think, oh, that didn't work. It's a funnel. It's a pipeline. So you need to basically put as much as you can on your pipeline. So by the time you're actually looking to, uh, to get value out of this. So think of this as your funnel. I'm just going to even draw this on here. And you start to put leads on your pipeline right here. You need to make sure you're putting enough, at least 300 to get two to three closed deals out of this. It's an investment that you're making on any platform or on any way that you're doing. So make sure that you're going through this funnel to ensure that you are going through this cold to warm phase. And we have Eleni back so she can comment on this. Uh, I you gotta love live webinars. I'm like to my <laughs> team, uh, what happened? Cause I, I'm so sorry. This has never happened to me before. You got to love 
cuts communication out here in the Phoenix area. We have a storm coming through, which we don't have storms. So forgive me. Sorry. Right. No worries. No worries. No worries. I think I think <laughs> we still have everyone engaged. So I actually want your thoughts on this, Eleni. This is this is your lead funnel. Okay. And I think this okay. is the power of your CRM as well. Like, like how do you go? And I was just telling people, like the typical close rate for a lead is about half a percent to a percent. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, how do you actually warm people up through that funnel when they're initially fully unaware of you? They have no idea who you are. Yeah. And they start to get aware of you and you start warming them up and then you kind of go for the warm phase and then the evaluation phase and the decision time, closing time. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, you know, having going from someone that's just, they don't know anything about you to now they start seeing some content. They start seeing some things about you. They start to get to know you over, you know, over social or through your emails, through your outreach, you're building that relationship. Um, then it becomes, you know, that there's this, there's more of a connection there. Um, there has to be some kind of a connection. It, it really does, that makes a difference as much as you want to get to know your prospects and your leads, they want to get to know you. So it's a two-way street, most definitely. And then obviously, you know, the warmer that that relationship becomes, right, the more that you are having those discussions, easier and easier to go towards, you know, using using that person, you know, using you as the, their agent, because you've built that relationship, you have that rapport, um, you know, it, it works like that in all sense of, in all businesses, it doesn't matter if it's in a real estate transaction or, or not, it's about that relationship that you have with that person and understanding your, um, your connection and then being able to say like, yes, I could see myself working with this person and getting along with them because it's always going to be something that's a a long-term type of a relationship. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So just yeah. just think long. I think there's a few takeaways for me. Think long-term. A typical lead takes about six months to a year before closing. Yeah. So if you just met a Lenny, don't just go bang on the door like, can you buy a home, please? No, like it takes time. <laughs> You have, yeah, you have to, you definitely have to warm up. It's not, um, you know, and I say this all the time, it can't just be everything that you talk about relates to buying or selling, you know, a property going through a transaction. It should be, I think those days are done. Those were like back in the day that you were just doing like, you know, kind of like a one and done and you went on. Um, I think times have changed social has definitely become been a factor of that change because now people are more thoughtful. I mean, look how long it takes. I mean, I don't know about you all, like Valentine's Day is around the corner, right? How many of you are researching from now where you're going to go out for dinner? Like, and that's just, I mean, and how much is dinner going to cost? Let's say even if it costs 500 bucks, you're talking $500 and you're researching it for a week. You're not going to research for at least a week on who you're going to go through a transaction with on a on a $500,000 home. You know, it's just social. And you look on social, like you're going to go to Yelp to see about that restaurant and the reviews. And, and then you're going to look on Facebook to see, do they have a fun part? Like, what's the vibe? <laughs> what's the thing, right? And we're talking about restaurants. They're going to do the same thing for agents. It's just the times that we're in, we're, and I hate to use the word that we're conditioned, but more like we're expecting it now. We're expecting to get to know, to get to know the people that we surround ourselves with, and um, and social is a big aspect of that. Yeah, I think I think that's 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 a big item. And you can't just post just sold and just listed. Those days right. are over. Yeah, I think I think you got to go beyond that. So let me give you an example. If I keep posting just sold and just listed, and these are all like. Everyone knows how, how much realtors get paid, by the way. Like everyone almost knows. And everyone thinks that realtors get paid to do nothing. So like this is the this is the industry thing. I'm a realtor, so I can basically make that statement. But here's the thing. If I keep posting just so, just so, just so, people are like, gosh, how much money is Sam making? Can I even bother her, uh, bother him or her with like a 500K purchase or 200K purchase? He's too busy. 
you don't want to do that. You want to be personable. And you want to, like, I would even say go as far as posting your stories as a story uh, of sold home rather than just a post. Because you just want to say, oh, by the way, I just did this. And these are the all the other stuff that I talk about. These are all the other great stuff that I talk about. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a that's a that's a really great yeah. thing. And it is, it's you know, um, and there's Sarah joining us again, um, our moderator. Um, but what I think you're saying too, Sam, is about the the hyper local. Like in in Chicago is a big city, right? That's a huge city, and we, there's you know uh, that's where I grew up. There's neighborhoods, right? You've got all these different neighborhoods and different things, and the same can be true about a lot of major metro areas. But what happens is when you go to that hyper local, that that super local place where you're like, hey, these are the things like the 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 people that I know, the people that I surround myself with that are attracted to me, they would enjoy um, these types of um, these types of things that that, you know, are happening in this area. The people that are living in this neighborhood, they should know about, you know, the market that's going to be happening on this week or, you know, this event that's happening that week or this is what's happening with the property taxes or this is what's happening with this. Um, you know, parking permit and parking situation. I know Chicago's got all sorts of parking stuff going on there, right? So it really is, um, it really is about, um, you know, defining your area and showing that you are that expert in that area and people will come to you for beyond that real estate transaction to say like, hey, tell me about the, you know, they want to then read all the things that are happening and seeing like, the, the new restaurants that are, that are in the neighborhood and, and so on and so forth. So, um, so I think that's, um, that's where the, the hyper local, that's how I think about it. Um, I don't know. I know I was off for offline for a few minutes. I don't know if you went through that portion of it. No, no, I think, I think, I think that's, that's about it. Right. So I think, I think we can make this uh, webinar kind of short, like keep it to the 50 minute um, timeline, <laughs> because I know, Long webinars are the enemy of productivity. Long meetings are also the enemy of productivity. But uh, we want to make sure that you take away a few things, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not using a CRM, please start using one. The, I mean, plans with Wise Agent are super, super affordable. You got to have a CRM. If you don't have a system, you are the system. And guess what? You suck at it. Everyone sucks at being a system. You got to use a software to actually help you close deals, take you to that next level and do the work for you because you're going to be busy. You're going to be talking to buyers and sellers and you don't have the time to follow up with them. You don't have the time to stay on top of mind on email campaigns, on um, text campaigns, things like that. So mm -hmm. use that. The second thing is if you need help with social media, our plans are starting at like 20 something bucks a month super affordable. Let us help you with that. And let us make sure that we are actually starting to post something. Because guess what? If you're not posting anything, let us post something and, and, and help you stay on top of mind. The third thing is with both of these platforms, make sure you're customizing what you're posting. Yeah. Because we do everything, sure, but you still have to add your own sauce to the meal. Remember? Like, yeah. Your presence across CRMs, across social media is a meal. You have to make it your own. We provide the ingredients. We provide the based cooked meal, but you want to add your own sauce to it. You want to make it yours. And I think that's the biggest thing about it. So make sure that you're also doing that and you're really going big on that. So I think that's, yeah. these are, these are the, these are the takeaways. And, and I think, uh, <clears throat> Um, Sarah can put a link um, to the Wise Agent Review Partnership page. Yes. And from there, you can just activate your account, get discounts to activate your first plan um, and kind of go from there. Okay. And I think yeah. this is the, there we go. We have the link here. Yes. So click mm -hmm. on this. Uh, uh, this is the latest partnership with Wise Agent. It starts phase one of it is you can send your links and leads back to your Wise Agent account. Second part of it is a lot more exciting. We're going to bring content into Wise Agent Portal. And that's something that we're working on. Um, super exciting. Uh, 
think we've been talking about it for a year yeah. now, but it's it's the next level of our amazing partnership that we're doing together. So get out there and start selling, right? Yes, yes, yes. And so just to answer a couple of questions here, I know, um, Kristen, the texting number, um, when, when you have, um, there was some, we've done a, a webinar back a couple of weeks ago about that texting. Um, it does take a couple of um, a couple of days, could be even a couple of weeks, depending on that process, but you should be getting something shortly. I'll make sure that my team reaches out to you um, to, to kind of get you an update if they have one. Um, but yeah, the, the texting and, and getting all the leads coming in from social back into your CRM is really important and using RoomVoo and some of the things that um, that Sam and his team are offering is a great way of doing that where there's a lot of um, automation. You know that I love that word. There's a lot of things where it's, you don't have to do it for you. Um, so then you can um, you can have um, have someone doing that for you and still um, making it very um, hyper local for you. So um, so I love that that and I love our integration and and having you as a, a partner in this Sam has been fantastic. And um, I love seeing that our friends Nick and Greg are are using um, are using our tools together to to really um, benefit themselves. So so great job for everyone. Um, yeah, and you guys can go to our link. Sarah's posted our link to for you to go to it and sign up and um, get that get started on RoomFu. Um, so thank you so much, Sam. I'm so sorry that our internet is interrupted. We do not get bad weather here in Arizona, hence my vest. I'm like, I, I'm actually freezing. I had to use a second blanket. We're not, I'm, I'm warm blooded, even though I'm from Chicago, I haven't lived there in 21 years. So I'm used to my, my heat. Um, and you know, so anyways, but I'm sorry about that disruption today on, on our webinar. I'm glad that you were able to kind of fly solo without me there and Sarah without us there for a little bit. I'll be back hopefully with a stronger voice um, and a better internet connection on February 29th at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. I'm still sorting out details just because I've um, been been dealing a little bit with uh, um, taking some time for my throat to heal, but I'll be back then on the 29th and we'll um, we'll see you guys then. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, Thanks, for coming. And thank you, Eleni, for, for, for having me. It was yeah. a lot of great conversations. Uh, yeah. I'm excited, excited about everything That's... that we're doing together. Me too. Us as well. Thanks so much, Sam. Thank you, thank everyone. You. All right. Have a good thank week. You. Bye.